Hello and welcome to Game and Watch It. Today we discuss are three axes better than two? Is 3D better than 2D? We go through genre by genre. Hello again and welcome back to Game and Watch It. I am your host for today, RZ, Ale Hoopering. And here I have with me Polly. Hi. And Rusty. What? <laughs> Rusty, you uh, feeling okay today? Yeah, I'm good. Do you? Oh, I, I, I'm I'm spectacular. I'm yeah, wonderful. You're, I like your energy levels. Yes, yeah, they're up there. They're up there. They're good. He's, so, he's not quite objectiony today. No, no, as objectiony. No. Yeah, no, he doesn't seem to have. By him, we mean Rusty. I think I'm yes, changing yes, it to uh, even better than Mama. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear it. Even better than Mama. <laughs> I, I love your uh, I love your gusto with that one. Thank you. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a while, guys. What are we playing? Rusty, I'm playing Mario Kart 8, and I'm really good at it because Sweet. I am the Mario Kart 8 master. Yeah, Say I it. love my master. Say it again. Yes, you do. No, yes, yes, you do. You filthy animal. <laughs> Just to remind everyone that Polly unfortunately lost the Universal Mario Kart Championship that by happened a, between Polly and Rusty exclusively. By a gigantic margin. By a gigantic margin. It, it was a bloodbath. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, not great. I'm Definitely really, not I'm great. I'm really good at Mario Kart. Rusty ate his That babies. he is. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Is anything other than Mario Kart, Rusty? Or are you just sharpening the sword in case you were ever sharpening challenged Sharpening the sword. Again? I, uh, playing... Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, having two slots, is uh, it makes the game a lot easier. You mean for the items? Yeah, you got two item slots. So, like, I, I destroyed, I got three stars in 150cc, like, the first try on mm-hmm. every single cup. That's because I'm the master. But it's also a little easier now that there's two item slots. It's yeah. actually a lot easier now. Yeah, it does make it easier to hold on to a commanding lead, um, though I still managed to get... Uh, blue shelled into infinity in the last lap of pretty much at least one time in every Grand Prix, <laughs> which drives me nuts when I have like a perfect series going on. It is the last race, last lap, final stretch, blue shell, yeah, red shell, red shell, and I'm in fifth. Yeah, and it wouldn't be Mario Kart unless it, that exact thing happened. Such is life. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but when I when I get hit by a blue shell, like I'm my lead is so far that it doesn't even affect me. Even on 150cc? Yeah, like, I'm that good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well. Well. Sorry, this is, this is going to my head. I'll stop now. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like listening to you talking about Mario Kart anymore. So, Polly, what are you playing? It's actually been a little slow for me. Oddly mm-hmm. enough, I've taken a little bit of a break from video games just over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching a lot of anime, though. Like, a lot, a lot of anime. Yeah. 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 Have you guys been watching Digimon Try? No, I gotta get started with it, but I wanna run through the whole series again first. Okay. But there's the next generation continuation of Naruto happening uh, now about his son. Whose name something. is something? Huh? Yeah, I, 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 I think there's enough Naruto in this world. I don't know why there still need to be oh, more. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. His son? His name is Boruto. Oh. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> and this, this is the time, this is the thing you're spending your time on? Uh, I mean, they're only nine episodes in, and I actually did really like Naruto, so yeah, I'm giving it a shot. For shame. But Dragon Ball Super is what I've been spending a lot of my time on. Even worse. Nah, I loved Dragon Even Ball as a kid. worse. <laughs> and they completely disregarded all of GT. So, like, it was <laughs> it was like the, uh, T- oh, God, with TMNT, 
when they completely overwrote the third movie with mm-hmm. that 3D animated movie in like yeah, 2008 yeah. or whatever. It's exactly that. They're just like, okay, we're kiboshing this whole thing, mm-hmm. starting again from the end of Z. Let's go. Well, I don't care about any of that, but yep. in terms of what I've been playing. I second that. <laughs> uh, I've been kind of all over the place. Well, since on, on the tail end of the trip, I tried a short foray into playing uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4. Oh, yeah. Um, it's pretty overwhelming for somebody that's that? brand new to the series <laughs> that it, it doesn't surprise oh, yeah. me any that like I feel like it's the kind of game that unless you already know how to play it I can't help but feel I'm screwing myself over it's got that very JRPG point by system for leveling up your character yep. with only sort of vague illusions to what those <laughs> stats actually do and you don't know do I really need to min max do I need to know my build ahead of time playing this game and my hunch is yes and that I would have to read some kind of tutorials or watch YouTube videos to know what the hell I'm doing. Because even I was like, you know, it's easy to start catching the demons and when you're negotiating with them and you're like, I don't know, is this worth my while? I have no idea. Sure. And the sneaky answer, they agree to go with you. Okay, that worked. I yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. It, it does get harder as time goes on as I'm far sure as I know. Does. But yeah, the, the whole point of those games is to like be... Not necessarily as convoluted as possible, but to give you like as little information as possible and for you to pretty much figure it out on your own. I feel like that's the kind of game that unlike, let's say, a Dark Souls where if you make a wrong turn and you get killed, you learn that lesson quickly. Yeah. I don't want to be 30 hours into a game and find out that I have like a, a suboptimal build that may just cripple me for the rest of the game. Oh, no, no, no. It, it's not that unbalanced. Yeah. yeah it won't that's, be. That's my concern is that like you would need to mid-max hard and be sort of focused from the start of how it is you're building your character. If you're playing like some of the first Shin Megami Tensei games, then yeah, that yeah, would probably yeah. be a, 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 a legitimate worry. But no, no. For the new ones... They're built well enough that, like, you really got to fuck up to fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing Final Fantasy X, and there's that sphere system. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, like, when I played Final Fantasy X, I didn't have much experience with, like, hardcore RPGs, so I just destroyed my, my sphere path or my sphere <laughs> tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember you ruined Waka. Was it Waka or Waka? I ruined everything. I was, I was just famous. pressing buttons. I'm like, I like, oh, it. let's go all the way to the other side of the sphere. Okay, now let's go back in the opposite direction. <laughs> that stuff still confuses me today. But yeah, I feel I feel very similar towards Shin Megami Tensei as I did when I first started playing uh, Fire Emblem Birthright in that. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I ha- was more comfortable with the mechanics and kind of felt like I knew what I was doing, I could play the game in confidence and not just be like, I don't know. Like, it, It's one thing to have a decision that's a difficult decision. It's another one when it's a decision that you don't really, you have no clue what the ramifications are. Yeah, no, no. I know exactly where you're coming from. It's... I don't know how to explain it because they want you to like replay these games. Like somebody yeah, like yeah. Uh, like Dan, right? Yeah. Mr. Beanie Corky Hole. The guy has played Persona 4 like mm-hmm. I would think like four or five different times now because yeah. he loves that game so much and a lot of their fans do do that kind of stuff and you will get used to it as time goes on. But they're essentially giving people the freedom to be like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll just start this game over again and run for, like, another 80 yeah. hours. Well, that's why it was easy when I was playing Fire Emblem that once I finally got through Birthright, I got uh, a feel for the new mechanics, the way the game works. And as I went through Conquest and Revelations, not only was it much more enjoyable, but I cut through it much, much, much faster. Oh, because yeah. Because I wasn't 
dicking around because I was kind of focused on what to do and what not to do. But in terms of replaying, I'm going to segue into what I've been playing more now. But yes, Mario Kart, still playing um, uh, Breath of the Wild, just farting around in areas I never explored before. Hmm. I think I'm at like 108 shrines, and I still have not yet given to the temptation of just looking up where the remaining ones are. Because <laughs> uh, I'm just enjoying wandering the world. But what I've been spending a lot of time on is uh, Binding of Isaac. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you want to talk about replaying the same game over and over again. But, I mean, at least it's, like, randomly generated. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a lot of fun um, in terms of, uh, especially if you want a quick burst gaming, if you've got, like, half an hour, 45 minutes, one hour, and you just want to fire through something. The, the roguelike nature of it has its benefits and offsets. Where it's tough. You are not going to beat the game most of the time, or at least I'm not, because I, I may just yeah. be shit. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's sort of the polar opposite of Shin Megami Tensei, <laughs> where it's it's very simple. It's just you have four directions to move in, four directions to shoot. Once you figure out how to use your items, like that is the depth of the game's controls. Oh, it's arcadey as hell. Yeah, yeah. But that being said, with all the different item combinations and the end use combinations, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that game, I mean, I, I have played it. I have it on my PS4. It reminds me a lot of even uh, like Rogue Legacy, if you've ever played it. I don't. So what is that? Is that another roguelike? Or? Uh, in a sense, yeah. I mean, essentially what it is is you play this one character, right? You walk into a dungeon that's randomly generated. You have to go in, beat all the bosses within it, kind of like a Castlevania-style game. Okay. So castle, it's explored, uh, explorational, blah, 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 whatever. You die, your character is gone forever. Now, their son or daughter is your next playable character, oh, and you get to choose what class they are and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, no, it's a very, very fun game, but I've gone through, like, I'm pretty sure somewhere close to, like, 20 generations or so with this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's Easily. Cool. No, no, it's very, very yeah. fun, but you've got to keep going back, and the progress you make will, like, help you as time goes on because you will be able to, like, unlock new classes and get a whole bunch of new types of items that you can use at the beginning of the dungeon now and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah, very fun though. All right. Um, well, that's all for the playing. So let's talk about the news. And there's got a lot of news in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's E3 season. A lot it's... of rumors. A lot of leaks coming out. It's very exciting. Yeah, I love so, this time. <laughs> let's start in no particular order. Uh, this is one that I don't think too many of us were expecting. With the announcement of a Lost Sphere by Square Enix. Oh uh, um, yeah. Also developed uh, by Tokyo RPG Factory, so sort of their follow up to uh, I Am Setsuna. Uh huh. Uh, or at least as far as we can tell. We don't know too much about it right now. Well, I, I'm sure it's its own individual game. Yeah, I have not sure. discerned anything that directly links it to I Am Setsuna, other than it's just the same enemies. developers. Oh, there's the same sort of enemy? Yeah, uh, if you if you watch the trailer, there's like a little like penguin enemy that's like one of the first enemies you run into the game. I would argue it's like their it's enemy like mascot. So it's okay. like a chocobo or like a Exactly, slime, yeah, right? Like, like you have the chocobos, you have like prinnies from Disgaea okay. and all that kind of stuff. Slimes from Dragon Quest. It seems like that little penguin is going to be their uh, enemy their mascot. Enemy. Okay. Um, is this their second game? I think so. I believe okay. they were a new studio with I Am Satsuna, and they haven't made anything since. Okay. So this is this is they they do their thing. They're like old school sixteen bit RPG, and that's that's their thing, I guess. Yeah, but okay. it's that style, but done in like the three D model, still isometric view. Yeah. It's that style, just two point five D, I yeah. guess. So, a couple of interesting things I've noticed is, one, is that it's only for the PS4 and the Switch. Yes. Which is a very interesting cross-platform uh, sort of program, <laughs> uh, cutting Microsoft out of the deal. 
Yeah. Kind of shows that this is the first thing that just come out of nowhere. This is not a Nintendo IP. This is a this is a RPG by Swenix. Yeah. For two systems, one of them not being the Xbone. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple reasons for that yeah. that I can think of. First off, the Xbox is selling terribly in Japan and has been for ages. Whether it was the original 361, I mean... Um, Dragon Quest Eleven and Kingdom Hearts, they announced for Xbox. Yeah. And they had their bigger games. Like, Final Fantasy Thirteen was on it. Fifteen was also on it as well. So, yeah. like, they will have those. But these smaller games, like... I'm Satsuna, if I'm not mistaken, was a PS4 exclusive and then might have made it to PC afterwards. And now with it coming to the Switch at launch when it was uh, released and everything. Yeah, that was a. I think that was a big reason to why they decided on those two companies specifically because mm. it was where I am Satsuna was and they're going to keep going in that direction. I'm, I'm, for one, incredibly happy about it. I almost wish I had waited to buy I am Satsuna for the Switch instead of getting it on my PS4. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a game I've been very interested in playing myself is getting I Am Setsuna. Like, that's on my to-play on the docket. Like, I've considered importing to get the cart, but yeah, not for it. the price that I'm seeing. How like, much is it? Well, really? When I see places that they want, like, $80, $90 for the cart. And What's it worth? Yeah. Well, it's eShop for forty nine ninety nine Canadian, and that's yeah. uh, that's a little like. And here's the thing too: is I'm starting to like having digital games versus carts. Yeah, it's so annoying when I'm going back and forth between Breath of the Wild and uh, Binding of Isaac, and I got to take the little cart out, like open the little <laughs> flappy, take the cart out, put the cart in. Like this is this is so first world problems, but it's so easy with Mario Kart, just exit out of one, play the other. I don't have to put it down or change anything. Yeah, and the micro SD compatibility with the Switch is huge. Yeah, I already got. One in there, even though I don't need it. Yet. Well, one twenty-eight. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then you know, I got like one of those weird, like two hundred gig ones, like, oh, not two fifty-six, but like two hundred. That's really strange. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what? yeah, in terms of, so what do you guys feel about the game itself from what you've seen so far? Oh, um, one thing I noticed. I mean, I, I, I'm the, the only horrible name, played. the horrible misspelling of the word sphere. Oh, I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> dude, come on. It's Square Enix. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's true. Bravely yeah. default and then bravely second. But at least those are those are how those words are spelled. That's true. That's fair. Well, that we, we fair. all know about uh, Squenix's disdain oh, the English language. Uh, well, it's not even that. I guarantee you a sphere is going to be some form of, like, magical item that I am going to also guarantee you is an orb of swords. Well, I thought it's the moon. But that's, like... There's a whole thing about the moon in that game. So maybe that's it. Like, that's my hunch. But that could be what they call it. There's going to be some stupid justification for it, as there normally is with these weird things. One thing I did notice, it is much more uh, diverse than I Am Satsuna. Mm. Well, it's not, like... That was all, like, based in winter. Yeah, it was all winter cave. Yeah. Yeah, this actually looks kind of cool. Yeah, so the, a solid majority of the towns in I Am Satsuna were pretty much the exact same thing. Uh, beyond that, you know, everything was either you're in a forest that's snowy, or you're in a cave that's icy, or you're on, like, uh, I don't know, a dock that's frozen over. Mm. It was just, it was very beautiful, but got really boring really quick because of the lack of uh, variety. Yeah. Already in this trailer, I'm seeing like grassy knolls and mountainsides and like a shipwreck yard mm-hmm. of sorts and stuff. And like, I really hope those aren't just like one of five areas that you'll venture to. Okay. But I have I have high hopes for it. 
You know, interested me when I saw it, and I've never seen this before. I don't play a lot of JRPGs, but the combat screens where the enemies are actually surrounding the main characters in like all directions. It's not. Oh yeah. Sort of. I don't know if that was in I Am Setsuna or there's any other games you could think of that had that kind of setup, um, where like the characters are in the center and the enemies are in all different directions. Yeah, it's the Chrono Trigger style influence that's okay. happening with that. So, like in Chrono Trigger, if you were to use like the Cyclone or the Fire Spin or something like that. Mm. If somebody was like way far off to the left compared to everybody else, you probably wouldn't hit him just because of uh, proximity. Yeah. So they did set this up exactly like that. All enemies are on the field. You interact with them and start a battle, and they jump out to a certain pattern or mm -hmm. whatever it is. And then you have to choose your strategy on how to take them out in the best way possible with that. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. So... Another announcement, like how to get back to our Nintendo roots, we, we strayed too far, uh, yeah. uh, is Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. There was, yes. I guess you can call it a leak of some marketing material, which has some very early details confirming the rumors are true that there is a Mario World and Rabbids crossover. Oh God, I'm so excited! So we've oh. seen uh, the new arts, and there's some hints at the kind of gameplay, how that works. Uh, they did confirm it's going to be a turn-based uh, strategy game uh, mixed with some amount of exploration. Um, 30%. Yes, 35%. They're <laughs> very, very specific in oh, that man. number. Uh, that with cute. eight different characters uh, being um, Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Yoshi, and then their rabid costume equivalents. Counterparts. Um, coming out. Do we actually have a release date? I think it was for 2018. It's going to be August. Yeah. August no, 2018 no, no. or August this year? Like this August? This year, for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, thank God. September. Uh, yeah, yeah, August or September. Okay, so I guess we know we're seeing it E3 for sure then. But in terms of the actual gameplay, I'm curious what it's going to look like. My hunch is this is going to be kind of like an XCOM where there's going to be the grid and positioning. Uh, mm -hmm. Or it, maybe it's going to be something closer to like a Mario RPG. It, it's tough to say because they only say it's turn-based. And there's been some pictures, but none show. There's a the screenshot. It kind of looks like um, Captain Toad's treasure tracker. Yeah. Like that kind of like isometric view with mm -hmm, like it looked mm -hmm. like kind of kind of like Mario Party as well. Yeah. From the screenshot I think it was four rabbits in a line. Mhm. Mm so, oh, so it could be an SRPG, much like uh what you were saying with XCOM. Yeah, like an XCOM or even like a fire emblem yeah. to a degree. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think it, this is uh something that Mario's been missing for a long time in the RPG aspect. Like they needed something to refresh that kind of subsect of Mario. Yeah. Cuz every single Mario RPG that's come out has essentially been a recreation of sorts of the original Mario RPG, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But to have something that's a little bit new, I'm fully down for it. Yeah, I was actually, I'm, I'm really impressed by the artwork in the screen so far. I literally mm. thought this was going to look like a mobile game. Yeah. With like maybe Ubi art, which would would have been cool, but yeah. also really easy to do. It's just 2D art at the end of the day. Yeah. So I'm actually really surprised and really happy how good the art is. Um, even the way Mario's modeled, it's not like your typical Mario. He's kind of like rounded. Yeah, it is slightly a little bit. I would different. say, I would say slimmer. Different. Like he's slimmer. He looks a little more like cool. He looks more Japanese. Yeah, in, uh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. I see where you're coming like from. A... This is like what Sonic Boom should have been for Sonic. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> a slight change, but still the same character. But I mean, yeah, and it's it's kind of strange to see Mario with a gun. 
You but know it's pretty I mean? awesome. It's, a, like, yeah. it's got the, that bullet, bullet bill, bill Mega yeah. Man that hand is, cannon that thing is going so on. Cool. And each yeah. different characters seem to have a very distinct and different weapon. So I'm yeah. curious to see how that plays out. Though there is that weird wrinkle that you don't actually control the characters directly yourself. Yeah. You can you control them by proxy through a character called Tutorio, I think it yeah. was. Um, <laughs> oh my god, his name is Tutorio. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh my god, it's like the worst thing I've ever heard of. I life. know. I was literally just about to say, like, I am all into this game. I don't care what's going to happen. I'm buying this thing day one, and then tutorial. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I'm still getting it day one. Well, there's a lot more details to come. All we have to go off on right now is some marketing material that tells us that we're they're going to excite us. So yeah, they have to oh, convince yeah. us. Yes, that's the word. That's the oh, word. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gamers. The gamers must be convinced. Like that, when I was going through those, it just looks like I could imagine the twenty-something-year-old marketing student, like, <laughs> like marketing uh, school graduate, that threw that slideshow together. Nintendo's probably pissed. Yeah, like that's the oh, kind of especially yeah. badass princess. Like you don't yeah. say ass and princess peach in the same. It's Ubisoft. I know, but it's Nintendo. I know. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Who do you think announces this first? Oh, Nintendo. For sure, so Ubisoft's not going to have anything at the press conference at E3 because oh. it's already been leaked now. I don't know. We'll have to see. Just, just a prediction. Uh, what do you think? Well, Ubisoft is is showing first, right? They always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo's always like last, last, last. Uh, right? I didn't think about that. I think it's too. It's. I think it's a Mario game first. That's what I'm leaning towards. I, I would say if I had to put my money down, I would say it'd be announced by Nintendo. Rather than Ubisoft, just no, like, right. Nintendo but, is so like protective of their brands. It is very true. It's not very anymore. very true. They're like this project kind of proves that like they're really not that protective. Apparently, they're letting Ubisoft kind of do whatever they want with the Mario series. I'm sure it's under some form of supervision. It has to be. Yeah, having like an internal little piece going from like one department to another. That's essentially what we saw. That's why we saw words like badass and convince. Yeah, air quotes. Ugh. I guess my big concern is that we may have to have you play on our on our switches now. Oh god, I hate it so much. No, you play no. notification. You've just unlocked a challenge that you don't care about for points that don't do anything. Exactly. No, 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 no. Crisis alert. Um. Uh, so next. <laughs> next thing coming. Can I up. Uh, interrupt for a second? Um, Monster no. Hunter. Oh. For Switch. Yes. Little little news drop there. Which was that? Monster Which Hunter for for Switch. It's the like the 3DS version. Yeah, the the the, the, the turn-based RPG Monster Hunter with the amiibos, you mean? No, I'm talking about like a real Monster Hunter. Oh, game. straight up Monster Hunter. Yeah. Ooh. I suppose it was only a matter of time before. Oh, wow. Like I'm like out. way less excited now. Yeah, me, no, no, me too, but like I really don't give a shit about Monster Hunter, but like yeah. that's going to help. Um It's going to help the Switch. Okay. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Dude, it's like Ridge Racer. There's going to be a Monster Hunter for every freaking console that will ever come out, ever. Yeah. Well, there's a game that none of us are going to buy. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so maybe something that's much more likely for us to get is Sonic Mania, now announced with a $20 USD price point oh, and so animated cutscenes. Yeah, those animated oh. cutscenes are awesome. Yeah. They yeah, make yeah, me yeah. so excited for this game now. If this game yeah. sucks, Sega should just, just shut down. Just end Sonic. Sonic is dead as a franchise. If they cannot make this work. If this game is amazing, they hand the keys to the whole Sonic team to this one person. 
that came from the outside because he was like that fan game maker. Yeah, yeah. That he made that just fan redux of uh, Sonic Two, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I think he made a few other games after that or whatever it was. But it's so desperate. It it's is so sad. Yeah, but dude, look at the state of Sonic. I know. That they had to go to somebody completely outside of the company who is a fan maker. And mind you, probably a great idea because, let's be honest, the guy cares for Sonic enough that he spent his like time and effort without any form of fiscal gain. Yeah, but it's you not know just... What I mean? it, it, like, love alone can't make a game. No. I don't know if you've ever read fan fiction by anyone before. No, of and course. And very much have a lot of love for the franchise but not get it or what makes it successful at all yeah but you're not going there with like you know a hook or those cl- from one of those like claw machines and just like yeah. randomly picking up a fan and be like here you run sonic now like this guy's established yeah. and it's been proven time and time again even with what he's been releasing with sonic mania through the trailers he's just made ports no i'm pretty sure he's made a straight up fan sonic game we've had this argument before but i don't think i actually fact checked it I'm, I'm going to, we'll right come back to it. I'm we'll going to wait for the it. reviews. So, unless uh, there's more we want to say about Sonic, let's move forward to uh, n- Nintendo Online. We have some oh, more details yeah. for that. Uh, a firm price point of 20 US dollars, so I guess about $25 or so Canadian. Uh, I think it's probably going to be closer to 30 Yeah, with the way exchange is going. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, being pushed to 2018, though, there will be a, I guess you can call it early access or early adoption version of the app coming out uh, this summer uh, with, as they've said, limited functionality. We're not sure what that means, but they did double down saying that any lobby making, any sort of connecting to the game is going to be done through the app, will not be done through the Switch. Um, The other huge part of this is that they've scrapped the very unpopular temporary rental game service where you would get a game for a month or two and then have it taken out of your library in favor of a small number of games uh, that will be available as an online service. A lot of people are comparing this to almost like a Netflix. Where so are they going to put games in and take them out? That's the question that's not exactly clear whether there's going to be some amount of rotation or these games are going on forever, but yeah. it's a little bit better than how it first looked that you may get one game for free for one month, almost just like an extended demo and then have it taken away where it seems to be this more like a permanent thing Uh, some people are speculating that this may cannibalize the virtual console and that may show nintendo moving in a direction where perhaps they would not have a virtual console and just have this sort of netflix like almost like a streaming service for games though um in the interview with uh, i believe it was famitsu nintendo confirmed that the virtual console and these classic games on demand are two different things and what are they doing with that virtual console i know like, right I, like if it's not like a huge announcement that's like makes me shit my pants like what why not be, just though i know what could it be exactly no but i mean it's happening I know, but like it was on the Wii U, they had it day one. It was on like 3DS, everything had it day oh, one. Dude, why, why not? Developers are waiting. I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before where Square Enix actually, through like one of their Twitter feeds, released as a teaser a bunch of developers playing um, whatever the Secret of Mana series, the Mana they, series. They released three. a compilation on is, the Switch. Is that what it was? That's a compilation of all Game Boy Advance games. Um, 
Yeah, the, Game Boy it's games. only available in Japan right now, I believe. It, that's, okay, see, I thought that was for the virtual console saying, like, hey, yeah. the Super Nintendo game is, like, coming to the Switch. Like, oh. Well, like, Neo, we see Neo Geo games on there. Like, there's a yeah. virtual console, but it's not branded or anything. But if they're, yeah. if they're keeping this under wraps, is there something secret to it? Or are they just going to come out saying, hey, here's a feature we've had on our last two systems. This is a big E3 announcement. <laughs> I, like, I, and, like, I'm struggling to think of what they could have up their sleeve. There doesn't seem to be any good speculation or rumors that maybe this is why they're keeping it close to their chest other than it just seems they don't have it ready yet that or the super hush hush it could be that or they might not have the emulation for every console ready yeah and that could be an issue i mean i guess they realized on the wii u that emulation matters a lot and then they also saw that with excuse me the uh the nes classic where the emulation was flawless in every aspect so I think they might be spending a little more time with it. At least I hope. And, and we'll see what SNES is coming out this year. I, I guarantee it. Uh, Super Nintendo Mini. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sure. already been rumored. Yeah. So that I think like maybe that's why they're holding off on the virtual console. Maybe not to cannibalize like their toys. Uh, maybe. I uh, mean, that, that would be a pretty sense. scummy. Yeah, but it would be a pretty scummy way of doing it. Business maybe they just business. don't know what they're doing. Yeah, then why bother coming out with it? Like that's and not to say anything, but they're two different things, especially for the Switch. Mm. My argument to that is, you're gonna have the Switch on the go. People will buy that SNES Mini and then buy whatever games they want on the Switch to have those things on the go with them. It's what we've been talking about about the Switch for like ages now. It's like you can't compare this to anything. So this yeah. whole cannibalization thing—it's I don't know—it just doesn't make. A lot I always of sense. hold off on buying. Virtual console games, especially with the whole account system. Like, I got to buy it once on my 3DS, once on my Wii U, once on my Wii. But, like, I'm ready. That Switch is, like, now that I know it's, like, it's it's just me and the Switch right now. Like, give me all the games. I I want Mario Sunshine so bad. Oh, that portable world. Just having anything portable just adds this whole new level of appreciation as far as I'm concerned. Share the joy. Yeah. It's... It's a perfect virtual console system. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I mean, getting back to this whole thing uh, with the streaming service and whatnot, it's specific to NES, though, mm-hmm. as far as they've mentioned. So Yes. They showed Balloon Fight, Mario 3. And yeah. I think it was Dr. Mario? Dr. Yes. Mario. And apparently Hogan's Alley and Duck Hunt were trademarked in Europe. Maybe oh, nice. Europe. I don't know how they'll do it, but... So do you think it's going to be like a, I don't know, a cycle of sorts? Yeah, I think. So, like, you'll be able to play unlimitedly, but then, like, every three months they're going to sub in one more game and one more game and then take a game out and sub it for another game. And yeah, then one, one, I, whatever. I, I, it, it could go either way. It's either those are those games and that's how it's going to be in perpetuation or there'll be some coming in and some going. And the online play is still the feature, right? Yes, that yeah, is still okay. a big so deal. I get Dr. Mario, but, like, online. Mario 3? Uh, online co-op. Why not? Oh, yeah. I mean, so it's kind of like an NES Remix classic. I think like they actually might kind of like change. Well, they have to change the games to get like yeah. If they're gonna do a, if they're gonna do a co-op in Mario. No, no, 3, I'm not talking. Like, I'm not talking about like New Super Mario Brothers co-op. I'm talking like Mario Three co-op. Yeah. So like you play as Mario and then you die and then it goes to Luigi and oh. then the two player plays. I'm talking like. They're not changing the game. It's just going to be online co-op. So I can be like, hey, Rusty, I think they have, a, think they have enough Mario experience 3? with NES Remix 1 and NES Remix 2 that I think they, they, they know what they're doing with those games. And um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some mix uh, like remixes in there. It would be really cool if they huh. did that, if you were able to play Mario 3 with two characters on the screen, like a more recent game. Because... Uh, 
it, I'm going to go as far as to say that multiplayer in the old Mario games was just kind of by necessity. Like, it kind of sucked that you were just kind of waiting to take turns. There was no real yeah. point to it other than just, like, almost competing to see who gets to the end faster. Well, it you was that and you had more lives. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all it really was. You couldn't help each other or anything, and one nope. person had to sit there with their dick in their hand while the other person yeah. played. It's much more fun to play single player and just give the controller back and forth. Yeah. Because yeah. you're, like, still progressing. It's, it's more co-op. Well, we've yeah. had a run-ins with... Um, New Super Mario Brothers in the four-player aspect of it. And honestly, I'd rather have one person on a screen at a time than having more than that. It always becomes just a clusterfuck. Yeah. Do you think we're going to get a new, su- a new Super, new, new super Mario Brothers? <laughs> Eventually. I hope not. I think, I think it needs it. Even yeah. though, like, I, like they're fine, they're fun, but I think I think it needs, and we need to see yes. Mario in two. Maybe Mario Maker Two will is is that solution. Oh, and that would be amazing. Mario Maker Two would be incredible. I want just a new franchise. I mean, make a Mario game in two D all day. It's my favorite kind of Mario games through and through. Yeah, do something new with Mario or just in general. Mario. Not Mario. I mean, like, don't Odyssey, do a new man. Super Mario Brothers. Like, do no, no, like two. No, 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 two D. Oh, like a new two D. Yeah, like that's yeah. So we're saying just in the two D realm, do something new. Maybe do hand drawn art. Maybe go back. I would to love to see art. Super Mario World redone in that would HD be amazing. widescreen. Oh, with like man. Wario Land Shake It graphics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that would be okay, amazing. Yeah. Oh man, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And they can do it. Like they totally they just can don't do want it. To. I know. I know it's too easy to make a new Super Mario Brothers game. I, I, like they have so many of the assets already, they reuse a bunch of shit. Yeah. They'll upres it to a certain and degree. And I think and Mario blah, 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 run, I think the mobile like Mario works really well on mobile, and um, I don't think we'll see another new Super Mario Brothers game. Well, huh. oh. I think it'll be like rebranded as like Mario World Five or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Coming back around, I guess we'll find out answers to a lot of these questions with the mm. E3 announcements. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But last story I want to bring up and is about the game Rhyme, which um, is the environmental puzzle game made by Tequila Works, which was yep. released to, I'm going to say, mediocre reviews. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I'm best. not surprised by that at all. Though the interesting story is not necessarily the game itself, but the uh, DRM conversation, uh, notably how... Uh, one, the PC version of the game was cracked uh, in a record five days despite having <laughs> yep. the de novo um, DRM protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cracker of the game uh, made the claim that actually that this DRM software was significantly impacting the game's performance. Uh, a fact yep. which has been disputed by both Tequila Works as well as Denuvo. Uh, but the interesting fact is that Tequila uh, Works, and understandably so, dropped Denuvo quite promptly and has been removed from the game since then. Uh, which, even, w- regards of the performance, is something that would make sense to me, considering why would they be paying for this DRM protection if it's clearly not working. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it does bring up the interesting conversation of... I guess the importance of DRM. It just feels like games these days get cracked in absolute record time. And as much as uh, developers or publishers may want to invest in these kind of software uh, to protect their intellectual property, it's kind of like a, a difficult discussion to have of whether to have these kind of things or whether Tequila Works made the right decision. Yeah, I. the only true way to do proper DRM, and I, I hate myself even thinking about this, is essentially doing Uplay. You need something that will consistently be online and consistently checking and consistently updating itself so that when somebody cracks it, within an hour, that person's not playing anymore. Yeah, yeah. 
right? And that's the only way to do it. Now, with that in mind, I mean, obviously, in my own opinion, I think it's pointless. Just run with it. People are always going to crack your game. Mm-hmm. But if you make a good game, people are going to be willing to buy it. It's Do always pirate game still. Oh yeah, all oh, the yeah. time. Really? But now with Steam sales and all that kind of stuff, especially with the PC gaming market, which is pretty much where all the piracy is happening right now, mm-hmm. or I would argue a solid majority. Because you can't do it on consoles anymore, can you? I'm sure you still can. In a, in a certain sense, like I know some people still have cracked PS3s that they're using and blah blah blah, whatever. Like, like when they were able consoles, to jailbreak like, them. People have been people have been cracking switches. Really? And there's been waves of bans. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. as a result, which should come as a shock to none. Um, but, the, you know, there's always the outcry that, oh, I wasn't a hacker. I was just a home brewer. I like to make my own VIs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I guess, and I, I can just go back and think about when, when you mentioned you play, going back to Assassin's Creed 2, which was notorious for if you had the slightest break in your uh, internet connection, it would boot you out of the game entirely. Oh, yeah, because you need the online for it. That yeah. was, like, my whole point with it. It's, like, it's, it's absolutely pointless in my eyes. It, yeah. it, there's no point in jumping into that type of, like, crazy restricting DRM. It's the whole reason the Xbox One got so much flack before it came out is because mm-hmm. they were trying to do that for the whole yeah, console. always online. Exactly. And it was all for the sake of DRM, and people lost their fucking minds. Well, that's why I'm glad that's something that could never work for the Switch, because as a mobile system, you cannot guarantee that it's going to be online at all time unless they start putting a SIM card in those systems. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's... Uh, I hate having this conversation, because I see where these companies are coming from, but... At the end of the day, it's like it's so not necessarily money hungry, but it's just stupid and short sighted. Like people are going to crack your game. It will happen. Why bother pissing people off? It's a customer service issue in my eyes. Well, I think that there's a certain degree of actual boost sales that come from protecting yourself from the crackers in the short term. And that's why the actual cracking is a it's a short term measure. I think the video game developers and publishers are well aware that cracking will happen eventually. It's just a matter of if this is a within a matter of a couple days game coming out, it's oh, yeah. that much easier to distribute a crack. And it's that much, uh, or that many more sales that are going to be lost as a result. And I, I guess it's it's walking that fine line between what is necessary to protect your game, and at the same time, balancing out how much are you going to actually inconvenience your customers because of this. Yeah, but I mean, like, lean on your retailers then to a certain degree, right? Like, again, Steam. Yeah. What a lot of people did, or they would justify piracy this way, is, oh, okay, I don't want to spend $60 on this game and find out it's shit within the first hour. Mm-hmm. Now, within a certain period of time, I believe it's like 24 hours or 12 hours or whatever the hell it is on Steam, you can buy a game and then get your full money back if you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And having a system like that, again, it's all customer service. Stuff like that will give people the confidence to buy your game and not feel screwed over if they don't like it. Yeah, fair enough. Right? That's, that's where my whole mentality is on this. Okay. DRM is pointless. All right. Well, I think it's about time for a break. Yes, please. Uh, And when we come back, our discussion of 2D versus 3D amongst the genres, which is better, our thoughts and battles to the death. Yes. (laughs) 
And welcome back. You just heard our brand new break music. Uh, who composed that, Polly? Me. And our friend Joe. Go Joe. Go team. Go. Yeah, go team Joe and things. So we got a nice crunchy discussion <laughs> for you guys today. Uh, it being 2D versus 3D, which is better by genre. And now we're ta- not talking about strictly by graphics. We're talking about a gameplay perspective. Uh, so perhaps to open up the discussions, or at least to have the comparison, uh, you might consider something like Doom, which is a 2D game, wasn't really 3D of its time, but it's got sprites. operates in 3D. So yep. we're talking about from the gameplay perspective. Uh, perspective at the same time a new uh, su- uh, new super mario brothers for 3ds or something along those lines is in stereoscopic 3d but is a two-axis game so is 2d for the sake of this discussion exactly all right uh, since we're all clear let's go to our first topic rpgs there's a long history of 2d and 3d oh, in both uh, we have fantastic examples and many massive franchises uh, let's start with Polly. what's your opinions this is probably going to be one of the toughest ones for myself because I love games in all of these categories. And I mean, realistically, RPGs is such a, um, not necessarily general, but such a big genre. When you're looking at games like, uh, let's say, Dragon Age, mm-hmm. right? Or Mass Effect. That I mean, there's, Mass Effect's more of, I guess, of a shooter, but it has that RPG aspect into it. Dark Souls, I would even say. Something like that. You can look at those and say, oh, yeah, you know what? I think it's an easy 3D, blah, 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 whatever. But then the way I see it on top of that is like look at games like uh, Bravely Default, mm-hmm. right? Which are 3D, but realistically the 2D RPG genre, right? They're more along the lines of the old school Final Fantasy. They were isometric in that sense, right? It's like looking at, let's say, Spirit Tracks or something like that. Where oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Spirit Tracks. Go back to sleep, Rusty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go out on a limb and just say 2D. My favorite RPGs of all time are all in the 2D vein, and it's just because it gave you that kind of freedom without having time being in your face at all times. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think for RPGs, 2D and 3D, it's kind of like irrelevant. It's all like it's it's all menu based. It's all you're going into menus, mm-hmm. you're picking your commands. It's not really it doesn't really affect in terms of the way I see it. A 2D versus 3D, it's like the same experience. From a gameplay perspective, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, you go explore there, you go explore there. One's behind the shoulder, one's over top. It's um, yeah, I, I feel like similar to you, Rusty. That it's almost like subdividing the genre in itself, where you have your more traditional Final Fantasies. That yes, in some ways you may be able to explore the world in 3D, but the combat, the meat and potatoes, is more or less a 2D affair. Whether or not the camera swivels around in some direction versus the more newer, um, more common, uh, or at least more prevalent in American RPGs, uh, the 3D exploration, bringing in a lot of elements of. Uh, shooters like it, like you mentioned, Poly Mass Effects or yep. um, anything Bethesda, those kind yes. of RPGs. Are, it's almost like uh, arguing between those two different genres. But those are in, Mass Effect is, is an action. Uh, it started off as an RPG more yeah, than anything it's not, else. It's not like a real RPG with like you take turns like a Pokemon or a Final Fantasy. Yeah, but I mean, like Dark Souls isn't that kind of. It, it's not a turn-based RPG, but it's still an RPG. Uh, I disagree. Well, I think we're now we're getting into the question of genre divides on whether yeah. uh, like a Dark Kingdom- Souls is technically. I would argue a Dark Souls is at its core an RPG. Um, How about Kingdom Hearts? Kingdom Hearts is an action RPG. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, Kingdom Hearts. Actually, I, I, you know what? I, I'm going to retract my statement. I would say that um, Dark Souls is an 
action game with RPG elements as much as the, like the character Effect, building. Yeah. Whereas Mass Effect, it started off as one and then became the other. It started off as an RPG with some shooter elements. By the time we got to Mass Effect 3, it was more or less a shooter with RPG elements. Yeah. Um, you mean like Fallout? Yeah, Fallout. Well, Fallout, Fallout similarly. Yeah, Fallout wasn't a shooter until 3. Yeah, really. It wasn't yeah. even in the slightest. And even then, I would say Fallout is... Well, I mean, it's more obviously more of a shooter than um, Skyrim. But I guess... And that's what I'm circling back to saying that only... Once you start bringing in those world exploration, when the actual navigating the world is as much a big deal as the combat and the story, that's when I think 3D really lends itself. Because what direction you're moving in, like let's say in a, I don't know, like Final Fantasy VII or something like that, like 3D mm. was really cool, but does it really add anything in any way? Not much. Not much. Just adding a new direction to move around in as you're navigating the world. Especially with okay. those shitty polygons yeah oh my god what an well, ugly game so sharp yeah it did, so sharp it did not age well i mean for the time it was amazing but yeah it did not it was age the style well. at the time yeah I, okay so i think what it's coming down to right now is that you're either looking at your root rpg your mm. pure rpg yeah, something like final fantasy about, yeah. right and then Turn-based. you also have yeah but then you also have those action rpgs but they're always something mixed in with the rpg elements Right, so it really, I, I, that would be more the argument, I guess, than anything else. And I'm still going to go with what I was saying before, pure RPG. What about so the 2D? Quote what about if I was to throw Persona into this mix? Persona does. That, does, that, does that upset your footing at all? Because there, it, it there's does. a game where I believe the 3D is. Uh, yeah. And it, but once again, it's primarily when it comes to exploring the world. It, that's exactly it. I mean, there are stealth aspects in Persona. Mm-hmm. And that's really the major piece that divides it from 2D to 3D. That, and I mean, obviously, the aesthetics. But we're trying yeah. to stay away from that as, as much as possible. Is Beyond it that, turn-based? Oh, yeah, yeah. Heavily. Nice. Yeah, it's just when you're out in the dungeon, let's say, right? The enemies are all there on the field with you. And you can hide behind, like, chairs and furniture and walls and stuff. And then sneak up on them to get, like, an ambush attack on yeah. them. And once you enter that battle scene, RPG. Yeah. Yeah, so, I guess if like we look at like Pokemon, yeah. Sun and Moon versus um, like the old stuff, mm-hmm. the progression of 2D versus 3D, I prefer them in 3D. Yeah. So, but, yeah. yeah. And once again, it, it's only I like we said, it's only really or like I said, anyways, it's only really important if world exploration is that important to the game. Otherwise, if it's just adding, giving you another axis to move around in, and the combat is still yeah, the two dimensional menu then, base, yeah. Okay, so our final answers. 2D. 2D. I'm going to go 3D. <gasps> Why? How yeah. dare you? Based on what the argument you just made. <laughs> so you prefer the more modern games than to the old school true RPGs? I'd just rather be in a 3D world. But at the end of the day, it comes down to turn-based elements, which is doesn't affect 2D or 3D. So it's just more for aesthetics. All right. Well... Her answers are locked in, never to be changed, because we double down on our opinions. Oh, yeah. Heavily. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. All right. So next, uh, adventure games. So we're talking about things more in the line of Zelda. Uh, well, that's an excellent discussion just in and of itself is yeah. the Zelda games 2D versus 3D. Um, well, I'm just going to go hard 3D. Like, uh, those are all my favorite Zelda games. I, I, yeah. I admit I did not play 
that many Zelda games. Like I played Link to the Past like two years ago for the first time. Uh, so my really? introdu- my true introduction to Zelda was through Ocarina of Time, and that's how I know Zelda to be is in the 3D sphere. That's the Zelda I know uh. in Breath of the Wild, which has easily unseated Ocarina as my favorite game. Um, okay, like 3D all the way. Yeah, I'm uh, curious to see what they're gonna do with the 2D Zelda because now that they're going with this open air concept, mm-hmm. and I think Anuma said like this is the standard for Zelda games now. Yeah. So I'm curious to see the next 2D Zelda game and how Breath of the Wild will influence it. Because right now there's really nothing that can compete with Breath of the Wild in terms of Zelda's history. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming from. I will argue that some of the puzzles are a little better, more so in the 2D realm. Yeah. If we're going to talk Zelda specifically. Well, how's that? It's just when you're walking into a dungeon, it's it's getting yourself set up in that that frame of mind where everything is kind of there laid out in front of you or in the 3d world it's it can be a little convoluted at times even Mm -hmm. in certain shrines and let's say breath of the wild or anything like that or in certain dungeons like i would argue the uh the sand dungeon in twilight princess Mm -hmm. right and a lot of the puzzles are just like i don't know meh worthy you know okay like you had that little top that you needed to get through it and like oh, okay so i got to use the top here and jump off on this area and then jump off on this area and then jump off on this area and then i'm okay mm-hmm. and it just like it wasn't really a puzzle it's just a cool way to get to the next area in the dungeon where let's say in a link to the past i can't remember anything specific to be completely honest but i do remember knowing that the puzzles and the bosses and how you beat those bosses were as an overall a little bit better in how they were designed because they could do that easier in the 2D realm. Hmm. Well, I'm going to have to argue with you on two points. One being, how is that, or maybe a point of uh, clarity is, how is that necessarily because it's a 2D versus 3D or not just the difference between um, A Link to the Past, which is many people's, at least in the top tier of Zelda games, and Twilight Princess Hmm. that amongst the majority is less than so. So maybe it's just a question of the level design between those two games. Um, well, but, yeah, that was like my whole point, though. But also, it's like I guess the core question is, is that really have to do with it being 3D versus 2D or just those two different games? Well, with the isometric view, especially when you're looking at Zelda, it's a lot easier to see exactly what's happening around you at all times. It's like mm-hmm. having a 360 view around your character where yeah. you don't necessarily have that in 3D games. Right. I mean, obviously the camera, you can flip it around and blah, blah, whatever, but it does make it a little more convoluted in how they're going to design those puzzles, design those dungeons, design everything within that. Mm. Well, see, I, I disagree. I see it gives them an extra element of puzzle discovery. I do agree that sometimes it can get kind of muddled if you're not looking at just the right perspective, but it gives you a lot more to play with. Like, And maybe this is a, a bad comparison, but I'm playing A Link Between Two Worlds. Like, All the puzzles in that game were baby games. I wouldn't consider anything actually a puzzle, but meanwhile, when oh, you yeah. think of all the things done with physics and momentum and perspective in Breath of the Wild, like so, some of those puzzles are far better than others. Not all of them are massive winners, and some of them are downright stinkers, like the... Uh, Marble maze oh, puzzles, yeah. which that was pretty much, hell. yeah. Uh, but some of them are just absolutely fascinating. Like, I loved solving some of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just talking more on a level of consistency. Okay. I, again, I'm, my, I'm pulling a lot of my experience from Link to the Past. But I do want to bring some other games into the, um, yeah. the equation here, right? I mean, yeah. if we're going to talk action and adventure, we're looking at games like uh, God of War, right? I think that's a, I think that's a beat-em-up. Yeah, well... Not necessarily. I mean, it has that aspect of it. But 
let's say a game like Maximo, right? I know you guys probably haven't played it, but nope. I know we were talking. <laughs> we were talking about it way back in the day when we were talking about our her hidden gem. You mentioned it in the buried treasure episode. Yeah, and it's that that is more of a game that is along those lines. It was a little more action oriented, but it's that three D exploration style game. Um, I know I have another For one. What like ghosts like goblins? A, like a Shadow of the Colossus well, or something like that? As like Shadow of the Colossus is a great yeah, a great example of this. Yeah. And Shadow of the Colossus was set up perfectly with something like that where everything was really just down to the Colossi. Yeah, like, and I'm really struggling to think of other 2D adventure games that wouldn't technically just fall into a platformer or, like... Well, if you look at Maximo, it's a sequel. Like, I don't know, like maybe, like, the old Castlevanias? Yeah, 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 because yeah. I, like, I would argue that the 3D Castlevanias and 2D Castlevanias are two completely different genres. Yeah, for Almost. the most especially, part. Especially the more recent ones. Yeah, uh, I, I think Symphony of the Night, or even and going as far back as like Simon's Quest too, they were more explorational. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with that in mind, I, I do see your point. I think you kind of flipped me on this, so I'm gonna have to agree with you on it, on you, and uh, or agree with you <laughs> on this. Blah, and yeah, 3D probably is doing it better right now. 3D, Rusty. Yeah, 3D. All right, next we're going to go on to is a genre that we're a little light on, um, but fighting games. The 2D versus 3D debate has existed for quite some time. The, oh, yeah. the ancient argument between Tekken and Street Fighter. Um, I'm just going to go out of the gate and say like, like 2D. I always struggled with 3D fighting games. The only one I ever really enjoyed was Soul Calibur. Uh, I, I'm a like a fan of the franchise, but I was never truly that deeply into fighting games um, mm-hmm. other than Smash Brothers. So, you know what? I, I'm just going to throw it to Smash Brothers. Like, it's the world I know, and I just found like the dodging mechanics, and it brings in a whole new level of like hitboxes and the way that the dodges work and lining up the characters. And that, that's actually one of the one things I'm concerned about mm-hmm. for ARMS is I, I have a hard time like just wrapping my head around the perspective sometimes. Yeah, I see where you're coming from with it. It's it's usually much more simplistic with your 2D style mm. fighters. Yeah. But that also does come down to what mechanics are involved with it. Yeah. I, a lot of people will still say that Street Fighter 3, uh, Third Strike, is the best Street Fighter out there. And it's because they nailed down the 2D fighter mm-hmm. genre and added in the parry system, which hasn't been used since. And that was something that would counteract what a lot of people would argue for 3D shooters. Sorry, almost said shooters. 3D fighters. Yeah. Right? Having that ability to dodge. I I know I was a big fan of the Dragon Ball Z games for like PS2 and PS3. They were all 3D. And dodging was all sidestepping. And it was a huge, huge aspect to the game. Yeah, it's kind of like dancing a bit. It's like a a ballet kind of thing. Yeah. But, I mean, they also brought that aspect in with, uh, let's say, dodging in... um, in Smash Bros. Yeah. Right? Or pairing in uh, Street Fighter 3. Mm-hmm. To me, I see exactly where all these 3D people are coming from with it. I still prefer the 2D. Yeah. Even you got games like Power Stone and yeah. Pokemon Tournament, stuff yeah. like that. They're, they're there. Bloody, <laughs> Bloody Roar. Bloody Roar, yeah. It was fun, but yeah, 2D all the way. 
Yeah. All right. There's an easy uh, 2D victor for that one as far yeah. as we're concerned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we doing next? So segueing from there is to beat him up. So we could bring God of War back into the picture now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a weird mix between the two because there was that <clears throat> action adventure aspect brought into it. Mm-hmm. But the combat was all straight up beat him up styles. Yeah. So, I mean, for beat-em-ups, we have the originals when you're talking about, uh, like, a River City Ransom or a Final uh, final Fight, right? Final uh, Fight. Yeah, that's the right one. Yeah. Um, even, you know, going into Maximum Carnage or something along those games. Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, or the more, a more modern, at least for a 2D example, 3D examples, your God of Wars, Bayonetta. Anything Platinum makes is basically <laughs> a beat-em-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal Mad, Gear Rising Revenge. Yeah, Mad World or... yeah. I, again, you could say, um, was it Idos that made the uh, the Arkham games? I forget. Yeah, I think but so. But they're a fantastic example of the modern beat 'em up. Yeah. Um, what else is there? No more heroes. That was a beat 'em up as well. Yeah. Like even arguably, like the the warriors, like the, the like the whole like. Um, oh, that's a beat 'em up for sure. Dynasty. Uh, Dynasty Warriors. That's oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a bit of a mindless one, but yeah, for sure. It's still a beat 'em up. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I gotta say, I'm sticking with 3D on this one. Mm-hmm. I, think. I think 2D kind of just died. It's not it, that it's it like died. a lot. It kind of got lost, and 3D's the the winner. There's really nothing 2D anymore. No, I mean, okay. So Watermelon Games, as we were talking about a few episodes ago, is coming out with Proprium, so they're trying to revitalize that. But I mean, Ubisoft tried it with um, with Scott Pilgrim. Capcom is trying it with the uh, the new uh, Double Dragon game that I think just came out recently. So I mean, they're getting. They're getting examples and they're getting, you know, pieces in that vein, but they're not doing it as well as the 3D. The 3D, you're looking at Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. You're looking at even uh, Transformers Devastation or whatever. So those Platinum games or uh, Nier Automata, right? The game that just came out, I believe, in like February or April or whenever the hell it was. Yeah. They're doing it better because the games are just as fun, just as like crazy and chaotic. But that 3D aspect, that Z axis, or axis, blah, sorry, is just giving you so much more to the gameplay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be inclined to agree with both you guys on that. And even, you know, what's the closest example to a good uh, 2D, uh, arguably, fighter game would be Scott Pilgrim, though arguably there was that level of depth to it. But I almost just feel like my number one struggle with that game was it was hard to tell where the hitboxes were land. Yeah, Woodland, because you were in this sprite-based game, and it wasn't exactly clear when are you a little bit too deep to be hitting your target. Yeah. Normally, you line up the shadows. Yeah, yeah. So, but even back in the day, with like Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. Well, Ninja was, Turtles uh, Four was, uh, yeah, Turtles in Time had that like shadow. Did it? Yeah, yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot easier in that game than it was in like two and three. Yeah, it's kind of actually tough. Like looking back at those games now, and like even just Ninja Turtles alone. Yeah, and I love those games to death still. It's just yeah. they can't hold a candle to the new age. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel true. like 3D just brought a lot to the table that wasn't yeah. there before and that you may harken back to, or at least for nostalgia purposes, want to have that 2D, but other than for nostalgia, I, I just don't see it really bringing anything to the table to be in 2D versus 3D. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, now here's uh, here's one that's sure to be at least to some level contested is shooters. <laughs> so, and the oh, only yeah. reason this would be contested is we've agreed to put Metroid as a shooter. Yeah, Metroid style games. You know, I, I I don't think there's too many. Well, then again, there's some of the purists that may prefer a Contra to a Golden Eye or uh, exactly Metal Slug. 
yes, or Metal Slug to a Call of Duty. But undeniably, the popular vote is with 3D shooters right now. What are your thoughts, Rusty? Um, 3D. Care to elaborate? That's it. Just, just no, no, no explanation. No, actually, um, I'm really not a, a, a shooter, first-person shooter type of guy, so I'll, I'll automatically just go to 2D. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I've been I, I've been racking my brain over this over the past few minutes, just trying to figure out which one I truly like more. And as much as I've had fun with, let's say, Destiny or Halo or the um, Killzone series or Call of Duty or whatever it is, I always find myself going back to the 2D ones, whether it be Metal Slug or Contra or Metroid or, I mean, this is going to be a contested example, but let's say Mega Man to a certain degree, Mega Man X. With something like that, those games, I don't know, they just speak to me so much more. I can go back and play those games again time and time and time again. And to me, that is the true test of a good game. Being able to go back years later and have the same amount of fun with it, have the exact same experience that you had before, I'm going 2D. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the opposite of that for actually probably the same reasons of the games I would go back to. All right. And I, I've had enjoyment with a Contra or a Metal Slug or something like that, but my heart is in the Nintendo 64 generation and trying GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, like those first-person shooters completely revolutionizing a genre that was basically started off as just get to the end. Like, even in the early yeah. days, like, playing Wolfenstein on a, off of a floppy disk, I yeah. had no idea what was going on. And my innocent young child mind is like, who's that guy with the with the pet, with the the toothbrush mustache that's on all the portraits on the walls? Not understanding what that was or what a swastika was or anything going on in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see <laughs> where you're coming from. Age. Um, <laughs> but just... Like, like there's, there's so much greatness in even Metroid Prime. The first Metroid Prime is one of my all-time favorite games. As much as Super Metroid is probably the close second as far as Metroids go. And frankly, as far as I'm concerned, the only thing that's giving me reason to perhaps consider the 2Ds are the 2D Metroid games, which is a formula I love so much. But just the 3D exploration, and so much has been done with shooters. When you, when you think of shooters, first you think of Call of Duty and the online play, which is slick as hell, and all the mm -hmm. spectacle, which may be incredibly linear. But a lot has been done with, let's say, Far Cry 3, or even, um, like as I already mentioned, Metroid Prime. And uh, I could think of, if I spend a little bit more time, I could think of more examples of not only just first-person, but also third-person shooter games. Um, yeah, what the, the extra dynamic has brought to the table and actually like brought to aiming and uh, the way that those games play. See, the third person aspect to this, like let's say games like Uncharted, mm -hmm. Resident Evil Four. Yeah, right. I didn't love for the shooting. I loved it for the game. It was so much more just than getting into those like firefights, right? I mean, yeah. with a game like let's say Killzone or Halo. Oh, I don't know how I didn't mention Halo. Like this is Oh this yeah. Is, this is just piling on more evidence to, for me to be on the 3D side. Those games you are consistently on guard. You are consistently waiting for the next enemy to pop out and get into a firefight in an area and take out a mini boss and blah 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 whatever. That to me is more of the shooter aspect, but when you're looking at a game like let's say Uncharted, it's more about the exploration. It's more about the puzzles. It's more about the the adventure itself instead of getting into those fights. 
But would you not I say mean, 3D has brought something to the table for those games? They, they have, but it's it's the whole argument of uh, RPGs that we were having before. Mm-hmm. You're implementing different genres within it to make it better, but it, at its root, to me, I still stand in the 2D. I would take 1942 over Star Fox any day of the week. Yeah, well, I would take Bioshock, Metroid Prime, or Halo over Metal yeah. Slug any day of the week. I got, you. Rusty, I got you. Rusty, where's your answer on this? RZ, I think you, you got me. I'm going to go 3D as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. We got one last one. And this oh, one. This boy. one's going to wake Rusty up. Yee. I'm up. Platformers. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. 2D or 3D. And now this... Now, here is something that going all the way back to the original games from the start. Your Mario's, your Sonic's moving forward into the 3D spectrum where you have your Mario 64's, the Banjo-Kazooie's, Mario Galaxy versus New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Um, in some cases, I was just about to say Sonic versus Sonic Adventures, but that's not very fair comparison. Uh, <laughs> the Sonic parts of Sonic Adventure. <laughs> Rusty, you're looking a little bit more alert now. What do you have to say? <laughs> well, it depends on the developer. you got games like Sonic where they can't make games, 2D or 3D. You know what I mean? So, At least they have some good 2D games. They're 3D games... Yeah, let's use like good examples here. Like, well, we're talking you about know. Sonic. Let's just let's just finish the Sonic tangent. All right. Yeah, there. Sonic 2D for sure. Yeah, like that, hands that, down. That's clear. Yeah, it? no, no. Of course, Sonic of course. Adventure is a great game, but Sonic Adventure 2 was was a lot of fun. Yeah, except for the really shitty parts, but it had a lot of good parts to it. It did. It yeah. did. It was just muddied. Yeah, but I mean, okay. So what do you think on like a general, in a general perspective? Just platformers in general, what are your favorites? And then, you know, what do you think? Well, like, the king of platformers, who else, like, is there, other, is there any mm-hmm. other, is there any other, like, franchises that have, like, Rayman has done it? They went 2D. Rayman, yeah, they went to 3D. And they went 3D? And they went yeah, back yeah. to 2D Rayman, Rayman 3 was called Rayman 3D because they brought it to the 3D realm. Yeah. So they were trying that. I mean, Banjo-Kazooie is on that list. You could argue Donkey Kong 64. Well, Banjo-Kazooie doesn't have a 2D counterpart. It doesn't. But I, it, it's... It's how those games have implemented the platforming aspect compared to what 2D has done. Yeah. I mean, like, if you don't mind me taking the the, uh, the torch here for a second. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, it's always been 2D. When I'm looking at newer style platform games, like uh, your Mario Galaxies, let's say. Right? Which are still fantastic games, right? Or your um, Mario 3D Land. Let's leave the the 3D lands and the 3D worlds out of this conversation because it's a they're kind of a mix. They're a hybrid. It's of 2D still 3D, and 3D though. It's a hybrid though. I know, I know, but it's still more 3D than it is 2D in my eyes. I'll, I'll consider them that just for the sake of the yeah. argument. If I'm going to compare Mario Galaxy to Mario World, I'm taking Mario World, right? Donkey Kong 64 to Donkey Kong Country. There's no comparison. Even the newer ones are some of my favorite games, platformers of all time. Cave Story. Yeah, Even tropical, indie ones. tropical freeze is fucking fantastic, right? That is a good two D platformer. Yeah, you know what? But like, yeah, it's this is tough. It's tough. It's, it's very tough because there's a lot of good three D platformers out there. There's tons. Not really. Yeah, there are. Well, well, Mario Galaxy, Mario Sunshine, like those kind of collectathon games that came up in the Nintendo sixty four generation, continued yeah. through uh, um, through the generation following. But what are some other examples of 3D platformers? Uh, I'm struggling to think of very many. You could argue Metroid Other M being in that category. No, no. We, we said we would count Metroid as shooters. Yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. 3D platformers, if, ones that I've played recently. Uh, I haven't even played ukulele yet, and I haven't heard much about it. 
I know there are a bunch. I just can't remember them off the top of my head. I mean, like was, Ratchet and Clank is that kind of yeah. It is well because it has that platforming aspect to it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, don't get me wrong. That game is heavily oriented on the shooting. It's, it's kind of a shooter, yeah. Right. Okay, well, let's for the sake of instead of just narrowing certain games to Jack certain and categories, right? That whole yeah. PS2 era, all okay. of those types of games. Like that was the Slide Cooper wasn't that a platformer? It was absolutely yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. I know we're we're going pretty far back now, but yeah. Still. Crash so, Bandicoot was 3D. Yeah. In Spyro. A Spyro was there, yeah. that. So it's like getting back to that like olden day type stuff. They were there, but I'm still gonna argue 2D. 2D has stayed and hasn't faltered at all. Where 3D has kind of gone up and down. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree that 3D platforms they had their rise and fall. They were in the PlayStation One. Um, uh, Nintendo 64 generation, they were the king of games. Like those collectathons, everybody was turning their game into a collectathon yeah. and just trying to invent new franchises uh, just to keep up with your Mario 64s of the world. And that's where you had even just the offshoots that everyone's forgotten about, like Gex the Gecko and so on. That were yeah. All, yeah, exactly. All essentially the formulas on the same thing. Um, and then that got kind of old. The only one, I, the only thing I could think of that really keeping that going to a degree was the Mario franchise, really making strong showings. With a, I love Mario Sunshine as much as it's it's still kind of mixed now. I don't think it's reached the point where it's hipster cool quite yet. But it looks <laughs> it like it, be. It, once the remake comes out, we'll be like, oh yeah, it was my favorite Mario game. Um, <laughs> and then the Galaxy games that really just kind they're, of they're masterpieces. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But comparing to that, just platforming, when you think of platforming in its purest, I always find it more or, or easier and more tactile in a 2D environment. Something like Super Meat Boy, where in a 3D world, there's always the element of either A, the camera fucking you up, or <laughs> yep. B, some kind of hit detection, miss thing, physics screw up that just made things not work very well. Like I like, And I can think of like some horrible gaffes like uh, in Psychonauts, that ending sequence, the, the meat circus, <laughs> yep. that, that almost entirely ruined the game for me. That I, when I had uh, played it on um, on PC not too long ago, I absolutely loved the game. But that ending sequence, it, it took me two days to get through that ending sequence just because there was some bad physics and camera angles in one specific part. Yeah, I mean, that comes down to programming as well. I mean, I've there were issues with Mario 64, but I'm pretty sure that's like one of the only ones. What? Just with, like, glitches and whatnot. Like, you could find yourself in a wall in Mario 64. They've actually exploited that for speedruns. Yeah, they have, but that game is... Well, there's always exploits, but I don't think in Mario 64 there was anything that really... Oh, no, there was janky-ass physics in that yeah. game. No. Especially in the ice worlds and stuff. Like, well, oh, it's my ice. God. It's supposed to be. Mario yeah, 64 no, 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 is... No, but I'm is... saying, like, you hit a specific, like, area. Yeah, I just, I like just you... played Mario 64, and it, it still holds up as one of the best platformers of all time. I don't know, man. To me, it was janky, and the camera was bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love Mario 64, but when you're comparing it to, let's say, Galaxy, right? Like, they ironed out everything yeah. in that game. The only argument I have against 3D platformers, and it's what you were saying about beat-em-ups, Arzy, mm-hmm. is that my perspective, without having, like, actual 3D, like, in Mario 3D Land, which is why that's still one of my favorite 3D Mario games of all time, without having that depth... To actually see where I'm jumping to, how far away something is, it's never going to be as good as the 2D. And I, I just like I was saying before, in the 2D world, the, you could have the, just those 
perfectly placed platforms. Like yeah. something like the the original Mega Man series. Like those extremely thought out, knowing exactly to the pixel how high this character jumps, mm-hmm. where you would have to jump, and what you would have to do to make up for the little hazards they would throw in everywhere, and how you would learn the sequences. Yeah. That pinpoint precision is, I, in my experience, so much harder to find in the 3D realm than it is in the 2D realm. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I disagree. You're going to say 3D? Yeah, 3D all the way. Just the, even the whole, like, um, having, like, 360 analog controls. Like, that freedom of being able to move in a 3D space is just, it's unlike anything else. You, can, you can't get that in 2D, and I'm mm-hmm. going to lean. Like, if you got you got Odyssey coming out, and a 2D Mario platformer coming out next year, which one are you going to be looking more forward to? I'm going to say, you're, well... Me specifically, you already know the answer to that. We, we've had this argument a Over Odyssey? times. Yeah, I'll take Even a 2D. Just, oh, my God. If, if they're making a proper 2D and not a new Super Mario Brothers game, like what I was talking new about New Super before, Mario Brothers is a proper Mario game. I want a new, 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 new 2D Mario game. Something that, again, maybe hand-drawn. Well, Mario Maker. That's, brought that's... back to Dinosaur Island or Dino, Donut Plains or whatever. Now, I was going to say, I see where you're coming from with this, right? When you're looking at the Mario Odyssey or Mario Galaxy or even 3D World and Land and whatever, the, like the, it's polished. It's so polished and they play so well. But my, my whole issue with 3D platformers is like Mario is the only one that's doing it right. Well, that's, that's not. But that's the genre. I guess so if you look at the whole thing, like there's a lot of 2D, uh, 2D platformers and there's not many 3D platformers because only one company can actually do it right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but again, it's it, it, to me, it's bringing down the average. And I'd still, over Galaxy, I'd take three. You know, th- that's so that's actually, a personal preference That is thing. actually giving me pause that I, if they if they come out with a new 2D Mario game, as excited as you would be for Polly, I wouldn't care in comparison to how hype I am for Mario Odyssey, which is like the most excited I've ever been for a Mario game since Mario 64. Um, and now mm-hmm. I'm starting to, like, I, I guess I'm starting to question just based on personal preference and how I play. Like, I would say that in terms of platforming in its purest form, it will be better in 2D just because it's it, it's easier to control and there's no another 3D physics. But in terms of an overall game, I prefer games that have more than just pure platforming. And that's why I'm excited for Mario Odyssey because of the exploration and that aspect of it. So it's kind of a difficult distinction for me to make. I'm still going to stick by if we're saying platformers on the basis of purely being platformers. I'm yeah. going to say 2D. Well, even though I rarely ever play those games. Yeah, but like 2D platformers, that's like that's platformers are 2D. Yeah. Yep. They went into the 3D realm after. Like Guys, it's a natural state of platformers is 2D. We're talking about Mario specifically. Yes, I get the whole aspect of yes, Odyssey is incredibly exciting. But you're telling me that Rayman Legends come uh, is or a new Rayman game is going to be coming out, and they also have a 3D Rayman coming out. Which one are you going to be more excited for? Well, it it's the one that's been more well established. Yeah, it's hard for me to make answers based on excitement because platformers aren't usually in my top genres of things that I play. Yeah, of and course. That's why I'm I'm personally only interested in platformer games that have some kind of exploration aspect to them, and that's why I'm excited for Mario Odyssey. I just feel mm-hmm. like from a gameplay, like if we're arguing, if we're arguing on my personal preference, I'll say 3D because those are the games I play. The, the proof's in the pudding. As much as I enjoyed Super Meatball for the brief period of time, it absolutely <laughs> tortured me. Super Meatball. <laughs> did I call it Super Meatball? You did. Yeah. <laughs> Super Meatball. <laughs> um, but. 
I, I, I just don't, I don't play 2D platforms, but from a gameplay perspective, I feel like platforming is just better served on its natural form in 2D. Yeah, I, 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 agree. I agree. I almost have to split the vote, so if I have to choose either way, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I know, just, just games like Galaxy and, and, and Odyssey and like just the ideas that come in Galaxy compared to Super Mario World, you just yeah. can't compare it. Like, you're going... The, the amount of... Each level brings like a, a brand new idea where like World is so shallow compared to, yeah, to what World, Galaxy can offer. World was a Super Nintendo game. Like I want Nintendo to put the kind of effort that they put into Odyssey into a 2D Mario platformer and they'll blow it out of the park. How do you imagine like, that's going to be any yeah, different from new Super Mario Brothers? That like that's is what that it, is. Man. I don't know what is new or what is going to be reinvented in the 2D sphere. Uh, level design. See. Completely new aspects that, again, we probably haven't even thought of right now. So what, like new hats? Well, that's kind of a thing that was brought into Odyssey. But I mean... uh, To be used in a different way, right? But if you look at, like, uh, Galaxy, for example, there's a lot of 2D stages in that where you go into a 2D plane. Yeah. And the ideas in that where you've got gravity, you go upside down and stuff stuff like that. So they they do... They can make, like, a a good 2D game. Of course. But they just... uh, they're not <laughs> like not recently. Well, there, there, there's, well, there has been them... some good ones within the new Mario Brothers realm. Yeah, I mean, okay, it's again relative terms. New Super Mario Brothers is the, the worst out of all the bunch of Mario games in the 2D realm. I think you're just blinded by nostalgia. Eh. I think they're really good games. They don't compare to World Three or we two. just got fatigued. They came out like there was two were coming out at the same in the same year. We were sick of them, but looking back, the new Super Mario Brothers series are superior to World and Three. Like how? how mm. I, and I guess <laughs> I, I'm, I'm jo- like I expected this to be contentious, but but Paulie, your discussion of I guess because when you could say how they would remake Mario, like your answers were kind of vague. Just like yeah, level design or new mechanics. I want them to. Well, that's it's okay. This is the whole point with it is that platformers at their core are all the same. Yes, to right. Agree. Yeah, jumping over holes. <laughs> jumping over holes and jumping on platforms to move through a level to get to the end of the level and then move on to the next level. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are really all I can think of because when you're talking about redefining a genre in a sense, which is what they're trying to do and what they're trying to do now with Odyssey for the 3D realm. They do it every time. I know, but they can do it again with 2D. But I, I guess my question is how come New Super Mario Brothers doesn't fit that bill? It was it's, too, it's a new Mario with a new style, it was a too different much art old. style that was there before, and they brought in some new hats and powers, but still maintaining the Mario formula. Yeah, it was too much of the old. The only one that I can still say that I will hold in the, as high regard as like Mario World and Mario 3 is New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Mm-hmm. It's the only one. They're all the same, though. But that one had the best level design, it had the best mechanics... It had the the best replayability out of the bunch. It introduced so many new things that they just didn't change. I don't know. What was the one for Wii U? The, the Wii U. same one. The same one as the Wii. Like they're oh, all the exactly same. same one. No, yeah. they're different. I don't know. But like, I, I, like, I find like, in my mind they're just as good. And maybe I just don't hold, especially Mario Three, in such uh, the high holy regard that you seem to be putting on. And that's why, like, to some degree, I wonder to so, like how much of that is nostalgia coming up. That these are the games we grew up with, and we define that as the great thing. And it, 
and also to Rusty's point, how much of it is just we had fatigue with these new Mario games coming out twice a year. And some of them were pretty mediocre, but some of them were actually pretty enjoyable. Well, that's and my whole I, point. Uh, what I'm saying is I, I don't know... I don't know if anything that would come up with a new thing would meet this expectation that you're expecting or expecting to see from Mario game. How could it not? Would Mario Odyssey reach everybody else's expectation on how new this game is going to be and how revolutionary it's going to be? In the 2D platforming It doesn't matter. They can do it. They can. And, and uh, just to, more to my point, Galaxy has a lot of 2D elements. It's a 3D game, and it, it has the best 2D Mario platforming to date. It was there. I'll agree. Because I played both of them. They were great. Yeah, so even there, like 3D not only excels in 3D, but it also excels in 2D. I'm saying put that kind of time and dedication into a 2D game, and then we can see. Because they haven't. They haven't. Again, the biggest jump from game to game... Is for, the winner. For, for 3D wins. <laughs> no, for Mario, not platformers. You can't just say, "Oh, this is the best Mario game, so this is all the it's going to be." Mario the is a is platforming. No, it's not. Not alone. They he they, they created the genre. It doesn't matter. They created 3D like like when so you, every when you Final about- Fantasy game is the best RPG of all time now. No, Final Fantasy sucks. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry that was. Not a revolutionary game for its time. Not one of those games that completely defined and created a genre. The only reason they exist is because they, they couldn't like program how to like... It was all just like text-based. It doesn't matter. People like those games. Well, it's, it's based on... Uh, I don't want to get into this. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Rusty's okay. tired. Rusty's tapping out. <laughs> and on that note... 2D. <laughs> As I as I approach the microphone very slowly. Mm-hmm. Oh no! What's happening here? Uh, What's happening? I might be switching. Uh, <laughs> or not two D. T. What I gotta go at the end of the day is like platforming. Per platforming is better on two Ds, even if my personal preference is to play the three D games. Um, and that's just how I'm going to have to rule it for this particular argument. Rusty? Uh, you know it. 3D. Yeah. yeah. And there you have it, folks. Definitively, what is the best of everything? <laughs> By Objectively. Totally objective and unbiased staff. You know, keep in mind, it was us that brought it to you that what are you buying, what are you selling is the best song in video game history. That's, that's, that's completely uncontested. It's completely uncontested. There, we, have, we have the facts, people. We have the facts. <laughs> um, and if you want to find more of those... Keep subscribing. And where can we do that, Polly? You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodBay. Uh, if you have any questions for us, uh, any type of uh, scenarios or something you want us to read on the air, send it to our Facebook page. We have uh, the messaging service on there. You can post to the wall. And uh, you can go there to find out if we're going to be uh, on time or delayed for any episodes, see any pictures that we take for anything that we're doing, and so on and so forth. Um, and on that note... Hold on, Polly. I oh, yeah. am... Oh, oh, I forgot about the new announcement. What's the new announcement? We have an Instagram page. Oh, do we? We do. Oh, nice. At, at Game & Watch It, but with an N, because I couldn't put the ampersand in the handle. Okay. So game & Watch It. Game & Watch It. And Polly, I am the Mario Kart 8 master. I love my master. 
You son of a bitch. <laughs> and as is all things, scene.